Thank you for hitting play once again. That was a very mm. break we just took there. Sorry about that. We have a lot of sponsors. Uh, my board seems to be uh, uh, like, wh what's that word? Uh, diagonal. Diagonal. Uh, yeah, whatever your Latin phrase is. Anyway, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Talking Upstream. I am Zach, and this is my friend Dylan. And together, we are Some Nobodies. This is our website here, somenobodies.com. Uh, and we do a bunch of things. We have a lot of podcasts. We have a couple weird shows. We are making a movie. Uh, but more importantly, A, we're friends. And B, we're content creators. So what mm -hmm. we want to do is we want to make sure that people have an understanding of how we make up weird stories, mostly out of nothing, just some thin air. Uh, but before we get to anything, Dylan, how are you, sir? Doing okay, Zach. I'm warm and I'm insulated. Uh, and... We're recording this in the midst of a an alleged historic snowstorm in Boulder County, Colorado. And uh, yeah. it's, building up, it's building up out there for sure. It's getting pretty wild. I uh, I live outside of Boulder, and it's, uh, it's about two feet on the ground. It is coming down pretty intensely right now, but whatever. Who cares about that? Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, more importantly than people's safety and security, as well as warmth, uh, have we got onto a streaming service yet? <laughs> Have we sold out yet? We're we're in the process. We're in the process. We're in the, we're making that movie. By the That's time true. people we are... are watching us, we will still probably be making that movie because we're only a week ahead now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we 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 were <laughs> we were about two months ahead for a while, and yeah. then life happened and whatever. It's, but yeah, Dylan, now, now we can right. be relevant. Okay. Now we can be more yeah. relevant. That's <laughs> true. Uh, no more talking about the Super Bowl or whatever that was. Um, yeah, Dylan's right, though. We One of our first episodes, I think it was episode five, we created a story called Give Me Back about body swappers. And uh, we are in uh, production currently of making that film. We got a great director. We got a great uh, cinematographer. We have a great editor. Uh, we have a great cast. And things are going very, very well. If you want to check on that, we actually have a GoFundMe going on right now. Yeah. Uh, we want to make this movie very cool. Uh, we're trying to put this into festivals, so we just need a little bit of help and definitely want to throw some thanks at our friends. Uh, speaking of friends, last week we had a weird guest on. Uh, if you don't remember, Jack Billings and uh, Michael Colby. I never forget him. Yeah, those guys are cool. Uh, <laughs> but enough of that. They took up enough of our time. Let's get to our guest yeah. this week. Dill, what do you know about our guest this week? Uh, so I know our guest this week is a cosplayer. Pretty glamorous at that. Uh, voice actor. Uh, last news I had heard from them, they secured a role, but I don't know how much we can really talk about that. So um, I'm just going to bring her on and she can pitch all of her stuff herself. This is B Highland from a variety of projects. Hello, B. <laughs> Hi. How are How you today? Doing? I'm great. Yeah. Hello, right B. Hello. Uh, Hi. Yeah, 
I'm not really sure if we're allowed to talk about that. Uh, last time we talked about you, it was a little bit of hush-hush. Is there any uh, anything cool new that you want to talk about before we get into your podcast? Um, I can say that the movie is um, it's going to be titled The Unsocial Network, so keep an eye on that. Um, I can say that I play one of the main antagonists in that. So. Nice. <laughs> All right. That's great. Yeah. No, that's cool. I, I was excited you just got cast. I, I wasn't sure you know. if we were allowed even to, to say that. Um, but we won't talk anymore on that. We don't want you to uh, get you in trouble or anything. But your show is called Deep Lore. Yes. It's called now, Deep we Lore. are we are fans of, of serious lore, and uh, Dylan is a fan of rather shallow lores. But do you want to <laughs> go ahead and talk about, you want to talk about what Deep Lore is? Um, so with Deep Lore, we kind of go into our favorite shows and we go through with a fine comb, figure out what we like about it, what makes it work as a series. Um, and we try to be serious, but mm, <laughs> it never works out that way. Um, it ends up being more comedy than actual content, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. And like Dylan said, you're a cosplayer also. So it must be... <laughs> It must be pretty interesting for cosplayers to try to be serious about anything. Oh my god. I can't be serious about anything at all. I try. It doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, so, Deep Lore, what, what are some of your favorite episodes that you've gone over? Because Dylan probably has a bunch of questions about lore. He's a, a, a mythological uh, super fan. So, uh, what were some of your favorite episodes before Dylan gets into his nerd conversations? Um, so we've actually been going through um, the show Avatar The Last Airbender right now. Um, and one of my favorite episodes was actually one that we just put up. Um, it ended up being very funny. Um, definitely check that one out. <laughs> we tried to take it seriously and we just ended up like ragging on the main character the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think Dylan and I once uh, talked about doing a Last Airbender podcast, but I feel like we would just get hung up on Cabbage Guy too much, and it wouldn't really go anywhere. <laughs> we have like an entire episode dedicated to Cabbage Guy. Ah, <laughs> oh, that guy. There's something really cool about him. Um, now, when it comes to cosplaying, obviously that's a form of creativity, and, and one of the reasons that we wanted to chat with with you on here is because we're trying to talk to other you know creatives and understand what brings their creative process to light so when it comes to cosplaying what are some of the elements that you have to go through uh to, to choose a character that you're going to be for a specific uh, event i guess um well let's see lately <laughs> lately uh my my way of picking is are they attractive am i attracted to them yes great that i'm going to beat them yeah <laughs> perfect <Go. laughs> uh so when it comes to shows like deep lore and obviously there you know with with your history of uh of, uh cosplaying as well do you ever get into a form of your own creation do you ever like write your own stories or try to create your own like worlds or anything so I'm going to expose myself here, but I, I do write fan fiction. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh -oh. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's all that we want to hear about that, though. It depends on the fan fiction. Uh, one thing we didn't go over is that this is a family show. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Okay. That's what <laughs> oh, okay. So that, that's why we can't talk anymore. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, 
<laughs> do, do you, now, do you have any family-friendly fan fiction, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, I, I guess, experience? No. <laughs> it's important to know, hey, no, it's an important thing as a creator to know what you do and who it's for. It's, I've been told multiple times, it's very important to know your audience. Yep. So, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Yeah, just because we can't talk about it does not mean that it's not cool. So, yes, uh, um, I also, uh, sure. I also DM um, pretty frequently too. So, um, with you know DMing, I like to make my own story for that. Mm -hmm. So, when family friendly. <laughs> now, when you when you're coming up with any any sort of story whatsoever, is there anything that particularly like jogs the creative muscle, or do you kind oh. of just find a, a lot of uh, people live by the adage of steal liberally when you're being creative. Um, <laughs> have you found yourself guilty of that particular uh, oh, manner yeah. of creation? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, you know, writers steal from each other all the time and I don't know if it's stealing more like borrowing. Mm -hmm. I like to say borrowing, borrow. Yeah. Ideas. I don't think there's really an idea that is a hundred percent, um, you know, unique to one person. I think everyone is inspired by everyone else in some manner. Yeah, it's not stealing, mm -hmm. it's inspiration. Inspiration, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, when it comes... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go for it, go for it, Zach. You had a stronger opening. <laughs> do, do I? I'm just forceful in my voice, that's all. Uh, okay, so, B... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just kidding. So with, with the idea of this show, with, with talking upstream, what we're trying to do is talk ourselves up to a streaming service. We're trying to get ourselves up to the, you know, the, the pinnacle of what we're trying to do is have a job somewhere. Um, with Deep Lore, what would you say is like the apex or the pinnacle of what you're trying to get to with that show, if any? Honestly, we're just there to entertain. That's all yeah. we're there for. <laughs> if you find us funny, great. If not, well, hopefully... You learned something in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> now, with any of your fan fictions that we cannot talk about, have you <laughs> have you have you thought about possibly like trying to film any of this or or take it to the next level? Or are you interested in like creation of things other than just like writing? Uh, you know. Okay, so I had somebody with one of them in particular, which ended up being literally novel length um somebody suggested just change the names and then publish it i'm like it's it's worked for certain things <laughs> it, has, it has yeah <laughs> it works yeah, like uh, yeah i was gonna say it worked for 50 shades of gray right mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. yeah so when when you do write and fan fiction despite the fact that it does draw it, it does exist in someone else's creation you do put a story down Mm -hmm. When you do any sort of story writing and that includes DMing, do you find that you outline pretty heavily or are you just kind of like, I want to do this scene and this scene and then just kind of connect it as you go? So here's the thing. With D&D, &D, you should just have like a general like idea in mind and then mm -hmm. just adapt it. And then with like when you're writing, you should have an outline. I'm the opposite. <laughs> I like to over plan for D&D. &D, and then when I'm writing, I just kind of freeform it. I bet that works great for D&D. &D. <laughs> It's always a mistake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, when we, 
when we talk to most podcasters, we find that uh, they've had a podcast that was a failure before the one that you know we found them on. Um, did, have you been a part of any podcast that no longer exists that you would like to talk about? Yeah, actually, I was part of a uh, D&D podcast for a while, and it was going all right until we had to take a hiatus and never came back to it. Um, that one was called Tales of Faults. It was a lot of fun. Oh, I mean, cool. yeah. I mean, yeah. those are two. <laughs> those are two hobbies that are marked by hiatuses that never stop. D and D groups. It's like it's been, it's been four weeks. We got a momentum going. I'm not playing. Let's just you know no. not open up that group message again. And in podcasting, <laughs> it's like episode seven. Seven's a pretty good number. That's one a week for a week. I think we're good to stop there. And then you combine them. Oh. It just compounds. <laughs> Now, do you do you listen to a lot of podcasts? I know that you make a couple and you got your own stuff going on. Are there any influences that you have as far as other podcasters go that make your show better? Or yeah, um, we were we were really heavily influenced um, by the McElroy brothers. Um, I started listening to uh, Bem like mm-hmm. a long, long time ago, um, and then when they started doing um, the Adventure Zone, that was something I kept up with weekly. Um, there's, there's a lot of really good, uh, podcasts out there. Definitely. Yeah, great. Dylan, what are you listening to right now? Um, right now I'm listening to Citation Needed, which is like, uh, they read an episode, they read a single Wikipedia article on a random topic and then present it as if they're giving uh, like a university lecture. Um, I'm listening to the film Reroll, which is a tabletop role-playing game. They don't do D and D, but they use a similar game to play out movie stories and then they diverge wildly um and just kind of the normal high rated top of the chart stuff yeah Yeah. i watched a quiet place because i'm listening to this new podcast called the real boys that everybody should go go look at um but that's for later (laughs) we'll talk about that later we're gonna take a beast time with this yeah (laughs) uh b we find that uh most podcasters even us we kind of live with that benchmark like we want to get to this next download level or subscription number or whatever whatever uh do you find that with deep or you are like benchmark like are you looking for a certain amount of downloads or are you looking to uh guest appear on a certain amount of things like what would you say is the benchmarks for your show um well we would like to obviously get our name out there a little bit more um i feel like downloads aren't really a very good metric to um um discern how many people actually listen because i mean i never really download podcasts myself i just stream them um and i know that's that's the way it is with a lot of people um I don't like to look at the numbers looking at the numbers makes me nervous. Um, but I'm, you know, I always like to make my guest appearances. Just get That's my name right Yeah. It's definitely hard to look at the numbers. Cause when you start doing that, you're like, do people just not like me anymore? I don't know what's mm-hmm. happening. I was, I used to be cool. I don't know what, ha- <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so with with deep lore, uh, and this is one of Dylan's questions, but I always like when he asks this: Is there a topic that you maybe will not go over with your show? Now, granted, with that show, you're probably going over a little bit on a lighter side, I guess, if you're touching about like a uh, Last Airbender. But are there things that you just like do not want to talk about? I mean, I feel like there's always things that like 
you don't really want to touch on um, just in general. Um, but I mean, depending on if I have guests or not, I'll kind of adjust for their comfort. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, Dil Dylan does not like to do that. He doesn't adjust for anybody, really. It's just like, are, it's, it's our show. And if they're on our show, uh, when I go on their show, they don't have to adjust for me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, and and this, this might not be a question that you want to answer, but uh, it's something that Dylan and I find very funny. Uh, we uh, we tend to get ourselves on a lot of shows just so that people know know we're doing. And some of them uh, kind of they, they run away from us or, or we don't really know uh, what we're getting ourselves into. <laughs> Have you ever been oh on a God. show where you just did not realize what you were doing until you were yeah. there? I actually, I have a story. Um, so I was invited onto a show on New Year's Eve, actually. And the, mm, the host was not entirely clear with me about what the show was about. And 30 minutes before the show, I found out that they were basically setting me up to argue with someone else. And I was like, I, I'm not doing that. That's not what I'm here for. This is not what you told me this was about. I had to back out at the very last second. But yeah, no, they, they just wanted like an argument. And I wasn't there for that. Yeah, it, it definitely, we, we, we learned our lesson pretty early on. We would, we would get on a couple of shows and, uh, you know, like we're, we're creative. So it's like, you don't really know how people find us, whether it's, you know, our show, uh, Silicon angels or, or this or mm -hmm. podcast, podcast or something weird. And, uh, they're like, Hey, get your show. And they start saying a couple words and you're like, wait a minute. What, what is this? What is this show? So yeah, now, now we do, uh, a lot of research, a little bit more, a little bit more vetting before we make our guest appearances. Yeah. Now we got to start vetting, uh, who we appear with and not the show that we're on. Cause, uh, <laughs> some people will run the show. Um, so when it comes to, so you're obviously into f filmmaking. I mean, a as an actor, you probably have a little bit of interest in that. Would you, do you have like a favorite movie or do you have like a favorite director that you kind of follow or anything? Okay. Taika Waititi is an absolute mad genius. I've been following him for quite a while. Um, but as far as favorite movie goes, I'm going to have to say the original Alien is my mm. absolute favorite. Oh, right on. I just think it's a pick. Yeah. yeah. That is that is a good pick. That that never pops out of people's mouths for favorite movies. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I, I absolutely love it. It usually I have to like go by genre, like, oh no, favorite movie, uh, what genre? But mm -hmm. Alien, I think, is the top for me because it just it does it does the tension so well. What's uh what's your opinion on aliens? It was okay. Okay. It was yeah, it does. It does tend to be one or the other with a lot of people, yeah. where they either really like one or really find both okay. They're yeah, it's fine. I'm not yeah. mad at it, <laughs> but Alien yeah. was just was top for me. Yeah, I mean, Dylan, if you had to watch one again, which one would you watch? I mean, I'd probably watch Alien again. <laughs> See, out See? of the two, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, no <laughs> argument here. It's just uh, an observation. Yeah, like Terminator um, versus T two. Yeah. Why? Why would you watch Terminator One? That's a, a weird movie. <laughs> T Two is such a great movie. <laughs> uh, 
B, okay, so one thing that Dylan and I often come across, uh, more myself, and that's one of the reasons that Dylan's such a great partner to me, is when you have those uh, not-so-great ideas. For some reason, you like them, and you keep trying to work them, and they just don't really work very well. Uh, do you ever come across that where you just you want to work something, it just doesn't work? And if so, how do you work around that situation? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, that happens to me way too often, you know, either in writing or, you know, D and D where I have this like insane idea and I'm like, I really want this to happen. And usually I just take that idea and put it somewhere else, just a different project. And then I find myself with way too many projects to keep track of. <laughs> yeah. I tend to text the idea to Dylan knowing that he will not respond to me and then it fizzles, which is, uh, <laughs> I, I do respond on occasion. Oftentimes it's because uh, I don't respond because I'm updating the document and I'm just adding it to all the other ones we've got. <laughs> I'm not trying to call you out, man. I'm just, uh, I know. I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Miss B, if you could start any podcast right now, like if you could just start another podcast based on something that you find very, very important or passionate about, what would that podcast be about? All right, this is going to sound super nerdy, but I actually had this idea for a podcast that I've been workshopping with a friend um, where we talk about our favorite shifts in media, like um, like like relationships. Um, oh. I'm sure you're aware of the term, like I ship it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So an entire podcast about that, and oh, <laughs> and then like once a month we do like an insane ship that like nobody actually ships, but we like talk about it seriously. All right, what what is the most current with most current pop culture? The most current shipping right now? The Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> wow. That is the hardest laugh Dylan has ever received. I think. I'm, I'm, I'm flattered. You don't have to entertain me like that. Yeah, we we should just move on with the show because it's it's not going to get any better than that for Dylan. That's great. Now, are you are you asking like my favorite ship currently, or are you asking like? Is there a, is there a one from recent pop culture that has kind of been in your awareness? Not I guess really. it's hard right now since there's not really a lot of pop culture going on. Yeah, there is um, a lot of things yeah. are on right now. What's your favorite one? Like one that you're like, this is. <laughs> I, Hayward, I love this one. Hayward and Crystal Vision from One <laughs> Division. So you guys know I'm a huge JoJo fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. So in JoJo Part Five, the characters um, Bakio and Gujarati. That is that is my number one right now. That's the one I'm currently obsessed with. <laughs> that's, that's honestly every time I think about your podcast, I think <laughs> that it's a JoJo Rabbit reference. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and then you're like episodes. I'm like, oh wait, no, it's anime. Come on, man. <laughs> that, movie, that movie, like, it wrecked me at the end. Dude, that movie, yeah, that movie is too good. That movie is a very, so very bad. good movie, and then a very sad movie. Very sad movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love like, I'll it. I'll find myself like laughing one minute and then the next time I'm like, oh. 
Oh no. <laughs> yep. Uh, what would you say uh, now? You have you have guests on your show. I don't know if you ever you don't really go through like interview processes. Um, but what would you say is the best advice for interviewers? It's something that we have recently started doing a lot of, and uh, obviously Dylan would like to be better at it. Um, questions I ask is, what is your favorite color? I feel like it's a good icebreaker, and everyone wants to talk about their favorite color. Huh. It just hmm. puts people at ease. Like, Dylan, what's your what's favorite your, color? What's Yeah, what's Dylan's favorite color? Paisley. Did I freeze? That's not a color. Uh, zebra. Wait, not color? color? Oh, oh. Hi. I don't know. Sorry, I'm I think I lost you guys there. Oh no, no, you didn't. You didn't miss anything. Let me tell you. Um, no. We're talking about favorite colors because yeah. it's yeah. fun to talk about. Uh, probably like a nice blue or a green. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. A nice, a nice blue. Just a nice, a nice blue. Not navy, but you know. Are we talking yeah. like eggshell blue or like sky blue? A little, a little darker in tone. Okay, so maybe yeah. like slate blue. Ooh. Sure. Yeah. Oh. Maybe a, maybe a cobalt. <laughs> Ooh, cobalt. Yeah. Co yeah, that's him. Uh, I'm more. Of, I'm more of an orange guy. <laughs> Wait, cobalt's not a color. Yeah. <laughs> no, cobalt's a color. Yeah. No. A oh, color. I thought. Oh. I thought somebody said it wasn't a color, and honestly, that would, I, I, Zach, I wouldn't put that past me. There's no one here except us, Zach. Nobody's saying anything. <laughs> well, I mean, producer Win over there is he's shaking his head about something. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that is. I'll first first time he's had to deal with us in like a month. Yeah. Uh, not <laughs> he said, well, Texas is free, so I'm coming over to your house. And I'm like, I'm not in Texas. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, B, do you happen to have any celebrity encounters? We find that a lot of people, for whatever reason, have come across a celebrity or have seen a celebrity or had a weird drunken experience on a cruise ship going from uh, the Bahamas back to Miami. Uh, <laughs> do you happen to come across any um, celebrities? Yes, and I can't actually talk about it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sorry. Go that's bother right. her on Twitter. Um, no, that's fine. Donna's father. I don't know if that counts. P Paul Donna. <laughs> there's Pa Donna and there's Ma Donna. Yeah. And their kid just the kid's just Donna. Donna. <laughs> Donna. Wow, that was one of the worst jokes I've ever made in my life. Uh, okay, so yeah. I need, to make, I need to make a little like like technical difficulty <laughs> sign to throw up here now. Oh, geez, that was not good, Paul Donna. No, Dylan, how dare you? You tried. Uh, <laughs> one of Dylan's one of Dylan's uh, uh, things that he tells me a lot at nighttime is that you should always write drunk and then edit sober. As a writer, how do you, how do you feel about that advice? <laughs> That's how I do it. Yeah. <laughs> You just laid out my entire process, like right yeah. there. <laughs> no, I wonder. I always wonder in the morning. I'm like, how does Dylan do this? All you know at nighttime, <laughs> but it just turns out that he just gets trashed and forgets about it, uh, like which half is great. Is absolute garbage, and the other half is like, wow, genius, perfect, mm -hmm. stunning, straight up, yeah, straight up gold. <laughs> Usually, like, there's enough gold that covers up the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Um, okay, Dylan, do you happen to have any more questions for Miss B? I think that's it for right, what we've got right now. I think we should get on to the story elements. All right, cool. Well, Miss B, uh, so what happens now is that Dylan and I will uh, throw an original idea at you. And we used to work on this together, and then we used to fight for hours and hours over which idea was better uh, because my ideas were obviously funnier and his ideas were well thought out. Uh, but we decided to stop fighting about that, so we started asking our guests to make the decision for us. So uh, we're going to pitch some ideas. Unfortunately, my idea has been losing the last couple of weeks, so I'm going to pitch it again, and we'll just see how this works. But I had the idea of a person who leaves her house one day and uh, sees a bunch of ants and decides to like maybe feed these ants or, or bugs or whatever. Uh, they go out a couple of days later, and uh, the, the, the ants have made, like, a castle for this person. And through the course of the story, you kind of find out that they, um, they view this human as, like, a god, and they need him to or them to destroy a, a neighboring uh, uh, ant colony or something. I don't know. I, I really like the idea of ants <laughs> looking up to a human as a god and then trying to use that god to, to, to further their own good. So uh, I think on YouTube I called it uh, beetle deity. Uh, we've been uh, workshopping it as ant god <laughs> uh, recently. So uh, I'm going to pitch the idea again of ant god or beetle deity. And Dylan's probably has a better idea again. Uh, now, <laughs> this week I went kind of off the wall because we've been we've been doing twitching upstream on Tuesdays, and those are those are kind of fun genre stuff which are pretty light. So. Um, I distilled this one down into shopping mall hunger games where hmm. for whatever, for whatever reason it's set in the nineties and you go like full nineties pastiche, you go, you know, you hype it up. You do like clerks, uh, mall rat style stuff where for whatever reason, the mall, the, the local mall gets locked down and becomes the site of a hunger games between the staffs of the, ver the various stores employees. So like if a shoe store, fighting the home goods store fighting the kids from the pretzel stand i don't have anything else beyond that like reason or anything but i figure if you go like real off the wall with it, it might be kind of yeah fun. now is this a like a a shopping mall inside or a strip mall like outside i assume shopping mall so that way you could have the pressure cooker situation like all the doors are shut they can try to go up on the roof and maybe that doesn't work or something so getting out isn't necessarily an immediate option for them. Yeah, and you're also set in like the '90s, right, or '80s? I figured, like, I figured the '90s, so you can go like full, just comical '90s fashion and stuff like that. Cool. Okay, Miss B Highland, you got the weird choice today of choosing between two stories. Uh, one of which is. <laughs> Uh, an ant god, uh, a human that listens to ants, I guess. Uh, and the other one is a shopping mall hunger game situation, which there's no backstory. We got to figure all this out with your help. So please let us know which one of these two weird original ideas we get gonna, to work on today. I'm going to have to go with ant god. That, that got me immediately. I was like, I would actually watch this. Oh, yes. <laughs> Dylan, you jerk. Yeah, that's good choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, Miss B. So we're going to uh, start working on this thing. But before we get 
you know, going on this little uh, steam engine that could. Do you want to, once again, let any of our viewers uh, let them know where they can find you, where they can find your show. If you have something you want to sell, uh, Dylan will love to buy a t-shirt or something. <laughs> I don't have any merch yet. Um, but, you know, you can find my podcast, um, Deep Lore, pretty much anywhere where podcasts are. You can find it on Spotify, Pandora, you name it. Um, we're going to start up a YouTube channel pretty soon. I'm probably going to start streaming on Twitch, so look for announcements on that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at deep underscore lore. You can also follow my personal Twitter at Queen Bethy B. Um, our, my other podcast is this podcast, A JoJo Reference, um, can also be found on Spotify. Which is not a JoJo Rabbit reference, not yet anyway. It's not a JoJo Rabbit Rabbit reference. I'm sorry. No, it's that it's that pop singer from the early two thousands. Yeah, there you go. We're talking about uh, Josila. Yeah, without KC. Um, okay. <laughs> yes, please go listen to Deep Lore. It's a great show. Uh, find Miss B anywhere. She's very creative. Uh, very very cool. Very artistic. And is uh, a, a better writer than Dylan, so I'm I'm sorry to say that, um, but but I'm gonna I'm just gonna have that out there. Okay, so let's see, Mr. Dylan, we yes. are going to go over this story about a beetle deity or an ant god. Yeah, but before we do that, though, we gotta thank some people real fast, if that's okay. Yeah, uh, number one. Uh, IBM TV, thank you very much for having us on here. My best friend Dylan is uh, miles away from me right now and it, within <laughs> miles of snow and I can't get to him. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for letting us hang out and chat about things like ant gods and uh, shopping mall hunger games. But uh, yeah, anyway, International Broadcast Media Television, thank you so much. Uh, if you do want to help with the things that we're doing, you can see us on patreon.com backslash some nobodies. People that do help us out, uh, Scott Curtis from Behind the Bits. If you're into podcasts, especially interview podcasts, you can always check out Behind the Bits. He is a world-class and award-winning podcaster. Uh, Sarah Tkachek and Tanya Sheck, our friends on the East Coast. Um, I don't really want to talk any more about that. I want to get into the story, if that's okay with you. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's all. All we got to think right now. There's, there's so much more that we got to talk about, scene snobs and uh, and uh, and other people. But anyway, let's um let's get into this. So yeah, Ant God. So yeah. this is about this is a story about uh one person one day that goes outside and sees a bunch of ants and <laughs> and I guess feeds them. Right? Is that is that uh. Is that a good precipice for this? Yeah, I think so. Like, you know, you know, you ever gone out with, you had like a, I'm, for some reason, I'm imagining this happening at like a, somewhere that's not home. I imagine someone with like a tray of fries or something, you know, like a paper tray. They like drop one because they see a bunch of ants on the ground. I'm trying to come up with a contrived reason why they have food outside. Um, could be that it's someone who has like a small house and they go out in their backyard and they've got, okay. what do, what do ants like to eat? Like, like crumbs, pick, everything yeah everything yeah. uh sh sugar uh picnic baskets from if cartoons are correct yeah they're uh, eating, watermelon slices this i'm seeing this main character eating something and they drop intentionally or unintentionally like they drop some crumbs on the ground near some you know how ants like to swarm sometimes just they see a lot of ants on there like i got to take care of that and then they go back inside and then you all do right. you do the little thing where it's like you see them go inside and the camera lowers and all the ants swarm over it. Um, and maybe they make like a pattern. Or so this is probably at somebody's house, right? Because if, if they're going to come across it a couple times, 
for for this to to be a reoccurring thing, they would need to have yeah. like a, a foot traffic or something. So, how about like just somebody's backyard next to like a yeah. a, a, like a, a swing or something? Um, so, okay, yeah. so maybe there's Classic a maybe, maybe there's like a nuclear power plant nearby where it's like that's all the explanation as to why these ants are smart. Oh, B, how do you feel about the nuclear power plant next door? Uh, for exposition's sake. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie? Um, oh God, what is it called? Um, I don't know. It's it's this old black and white movie about giant killer ants. Them? Do you know what I'm talking about? Them. That's it. That's what this reminds me of. Oh the, no. Okay. So swerve <laughs> away from them. <laughs> uh, that one's about giant ants that attack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't I don't I don't really care so much for the nuclear power plant. I like the right. thinking that bugs are smarter than we are. Uh, anyway, so they just sure. don't have uh, whatever. So or, let let's say they just don't notice. Yeah, that's true. I'm not listening to yeah. them very often. Uh, okay, so we have a person that puts some food down or or drops some food, and ants go over top of it. And I guess the next day they come back and they find something. Right? Is that is that the is that the, the crux of this? Is that they find yeah. something and says, "Hey, maybe I should put more food down here." If 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 we're trying to portray this as like ants treating humanity like God, we can do the like. So imagine like you go outside and there's an ant. You know there's you know there's an ant problem in your backyard. And you look down and they're making like a swirling pattern. You're like, that's weird. You drop some food down. You go out next time and they're making like an actual complex like pattern. You're going, all right, something's up. So you start. Just kind of like, you know, feeding them a little stuff. Then what? Like, do they ask you to do something for them? Like, why, uh, you said wipe out another colony. Do they ask you to, like... What, like Charlotte's Web? They, like, write it out? Could. <laughs> Either they write it out or somehow maybe they, uh, they, they, lead, they lead the person down to the other colony. Uh, I don't know how that person would distinguish the two different. Maybe they have, like, a different I mean, uniform. Black... <laughs> Black ants and red ants. So unless you want to do this like um, bugs lifestyle, where the where the bugs are um, anthropomorphic, like they're humanoid. Uh, I mean, it could also lead them to a different species of insect that they just got to eradicate. That would be killing ant. What what is an ant? Uh, what 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 do ants scared of? Uh, not ant eaters. That seems stupid. Spiders. Spiders, Spiders. are the big ones. Um, there's a thing called an antlion, which is like a um, kind of, I think it's like similar to a termite, but it will bur burrow into the ground and make a funnel in the sand. And when an ant falls in, it will come up and dig it under. Um, okay. That's wild. Let's I did see. Some research on that. I, I Miss like B, the what, what? Oh, good. No, I, I like the idea that they ask, the first thing they ask is for the human to get rid of some sort of like natural predator. Yeah. Uh, B, how do you feel about this idea that it, it that the ants are asking <laughs> for help? It's 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 good as long as they do it like Charlotte's Web style. <laughs> so you you want the ants to somehow write in English? <laughs> I love okay. the idea of like ants like secretly knowing English. Sure, why not? <laughs> we just we just we just take them for granted. Sure. And uh, what would you say is the appropriate first ant message to the human? That, that gets them to be like, hey, ants are talking to me. 
yo what up just like yo, that yo, yo what, what up, up. <laughs> okay you gotta write this down sure um <laughs> no, I... <laughs> so i'm i'm okay. trying to think what kind of what kind of medium were you thinking this for zach it sounds like we're kind of going for a short maybe uh, I, I, I didn't have anything in mind. I was thinking like a, uh, like a dark comedy at first, okay. but, uh, throw in the yo, what up into it. It might be some sort of anime or, <laughs> or cartoon. I mean, I'm seeing this as kind of like a cartoon short right now, which lets us kind of accelerate the s story such that it is. And also yeah. get a little sillier with it. Uh, um, I agree. Now so let's keep, let's keep this a cartoon. Okay. Now, my next question, Zach, is this the only uh, anti-hive that communicates with human beings? Um, this this is the only anti-hive that communicates to human beings in this story. Yes. Well, because I was wondering, like, what happens if the colony is like, go wipe out these people down the, you know, down the block, and a guy goes over, and there's a dude, like, kind of sitting over an anthill with a notebook, and he looks up, and his eyes narrow. And it's two oh. anthills that have like human patron deities that are like okay. including them in their hive war. Well, that's aggressively that's interesting. Dudes need to fight. Well, <laughs> it's that question of like, wait a minute. So these ants ask you to come over here and wipe these ants out. Yes, they they're asking me to stop to wipe out the other people or stop it. And then they're like, well, how far do we take this when it's ants asking us to do this? And then. Maybe the people sit down to coffee and try to broker peace or something. Wait, wait, wait. Idea. Mm -hmm. Turn this into a rom com. <laughs> oh, the ants, so the ants set the humans up. Yep. So there's like, there's like, uh, there's like, uh, their, um, their ant godhood. Dude, I, I actually kind of like that. Okay, so we have uh, so we have uh, uh, somebody that drops food out, and ants are starting to communicate with them, and they say, uh, "Yo, what up?" Yeah. And this person's like, I'll, "I don't know, ants, what's up?" And uh, they leave more stuff out, and through a, a course of conversation, the ants are like, "Hey, there's this other ant hill on the other side of the road." And uh, we need you to kill them. And this uh, this girl who finds the ants and is feeding the ants and is listening to the ants, she goes over across the street and she sees another anthill with uh, another person over there. <laughs> and and to Dylan's uh, <laughs> to Dylan's credit, they squint eyed and uh, you know share a look, and then they have a conversation about what's going on with these ants, and uh, they fall in love over this. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, I'm into that. Can I, I hit with some <laughs> I'm gonna hit with some plot points just to see if we want to work these in somehow. Okay. Um the knowledge that the ants are intelligent communicative comes relatively early on, but we don't see the patron of the other anthill for a while. Correct. The main character who I think woman, or at least yeah. seems like we're yeah, yeah she she they, um, I mean they both they both can be. Sure, why not? Yeah. They um, they do some errands for the ants, and then eventually, and on the way, they start getting closer with someone else in their neighborhood. And then, as the ant errands become increasingly warlike, they eventually are like, "You're going to have to fight the protector of this other hive." And she goes, 
I really don't want to do that. And they're like, all right, a billion lives are at risk. And I, we can start having the ants try and guilt trip them a little bit. Like, you know, we got trillions of babies down here. I don't know what you want to do about it. They go over and they realize that the patron of the ant is this person they've been having a rom-com situation with. And then maybe the ants, maybe then it becomes them working together to stop them going to war. And they're like, hey, this is our nature. Um, and then I'm seeing the end kind of, I, you brought up Charlotte's Web and I'm seeing the end be like, new queens flying out and it's like now nah, we're abandoning this one we're gonna go <laughs> we're gonna move you know for ants we're gonna go as far away as we possibly can turns out it's like the football field next door <laughs> france okay so france. what if france uh okay so what if the uh we don't have the reveal that the other anthill is communicating with the other character just yet so every time they think that like um I'm having this idea that like character one is being told to by the ants to go destroy this other ant uh, 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 ant hill right hills. Uh, so they go across the street and they like are about to attack this ant hill, and then that's when you know character one sees character two and it's like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" And it's like, "Oh, nothing. I was uh, 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 coming over here to uh, get some sugar or whatever." And then there's like this weird little like romantic thing, and the uh, character two is coming back over. Uh, what we don't know is to destroy the other anthill, but then character one's like, oh, I guess this girl really likes me. Uh, she keeps coming over here, blah, blah, blah. And what they're really doing is trying to destroy the other anthill in a spy versus spy situation because what we don't know until later is that the ants are going through a Romeo and Juliet situation. What do you think? Romeo no? and Juliet, where they're trying to hook ants up with other ants or they're trying to hook the humans up with each other? The ants are trying to kill the other ants because. <laughs> oh, 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 I see. <laughs> the two ants the two main ants. a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. The <laughs> McCoys and uh, whatever the other hillbilly <laughs> thing <feels>. is. <laughs> yeah, the half dozen McCoys, except like uh, the leaders are in love and they need to get humans <laughs> to destroy the anthills, but then the humans fall in love because this is really just a story of uh, love inception, just love inside of love inside of love. That sounds However, stupid. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Not at all. Um, I think we need... I, I, I like it, but I think we need a parallel human story to what they're doing with the ants. Something that the ant storyline kind of pushes against. Like, she has, to, she has like people over for dinner. Or she has, like, a dinner party with some coworkers or something. And they're all out on the patio. And some of them are like, man, you got some real ant problems. And she's like... Uh, we should let's go inside. It's getting it's getting cloudy. It's like it's a beautiful night. Nope, we're going. In, we're gonna finish this inside. And then she like scolds the ants before she shuts the door. And like, I'm seeing some comedy of errors stuff with like, maybe some of them hitch a ride to her like on her car when she goes to work so they can like keep up the contact with her. So, are you <laughs> trying to make this like a Joe's apartment situation? Also, Joe's apartment. What? You'll know Joe's apartment. No. Joe's apartment is uh, it's an old MTV <clears throat> that got turned into a movie starring oh. Jerry O'Connell where he could talk to the roaches in his apartment and they would do stuff for him. Uh, oh, it's, it's I've, seen, weird thing. I've seen clips from this of the dancing roaches. I yeah. I don't. No. I don't know if like I don't know if the ants should be comedic and like come inside okay. and stuff. Okay. Uh, I, I do like them like kind of just being solely like. We have to eradicate this other people. Gotcha. Uh, okay. I like it being. 
like an insular thing. I, I do like there being that other storyline where uh, the two neighbors are slowly like falling in love while trying to yeah. not tell the other person like, "Hey, I'm listening to ants, and I got to destroy this <laughs> ant hill." Yeah, that, yeah, uh, that coming clean conversation where it's like, "So I need to be comp- before this goes any further. I really like you, but I need to be completely honest." The ant hill in my backyard leaves me messages. And I'm trying to help them eradicate their enemies who live in your yard. And they just kind of look at her and they're like... Well, then you get that weird scene where character two's like, oh, you've been spying on me? You think this because I talked to an anthill? The ants talk, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, no, that was me. That was, what are you talking about? That was what I was doing. I was trying to... Come I think you might be projecting. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, there's like, there's a scenes like earlier was like, hey, do you mean to like mow your grass? And uh, character two's like, why? I I don't need that. And it's like I don't know. I'm just I'm just out, and uh, you know, just. <sighs> does, does it does it turn out at the end that all of their like toothless flirting is completely in service to their like service to these ants? Like they don't actually enjoy each other's company. It's entirely them putting on a show, or do we want this to be a genuine rom com? Well, it would be kind of funny, and I would like B's opinion on this. If the two the two humans are starting to romantically get involved, but they don't want to, like, destroy the other anthill because they're building their relationship. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> we, we got one of these from B, so let's keep going with that. That's cool. <laughs> it's halfway up. Uh, all right, so, uh, B, you, you like the idea of this being a rom-com between the humans, yes. right? Okay. Yep. And you uh, and you like the idea of both humans talking to ants and getting messages from the ants. Yes. Okay. What? D- at some point, the two ant colonies—they're like they're still tunneling under the ground, and then they meet. Okay. Okay. Uh, no. Dylan, Dil, what do you, what do you see from there? Are are the ants that meet? Do they get along? And they're like, "Hey, why are we trying to destroy these guys? These guys are kind of—they're actually our cousins. What are we doing?" No, I say we play the ants as like bloodthirsty, like absolute marauders. Where they are—they're just like we don't understand. It's like no, I she and you know he we have a real connection, and we're trying not to fight. It's like I don't understand. We have to eradicate them. It's like no, you don't have to. It's like nope. We we can't suffer them to exist any longer. It's like, listen, I really don't want to have to put you in an ant farm, but I'm not going to keep doing this. <laughs> so, okay, so what what happens when the two ants meet? Ant farm and keep you in my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> do the do the ants eventually decide to overthrow and kill their gods, and they bind together to wipe out these humans who aren't doing what they asked them to? No, I don't okay, think so. Too far. Okay. I, yeah, I I like I I like the humans. I, well, I like the rom. I like the rom com situation. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of that. I think that that should be the ultimate story. I think that should okay. be plot A. Cool. And um, uh, and and then every little every little mishap uh, is a because each person is talking to ants, but b the other person maybe thinks they're crazy. So, so, so I, I really like the idea of them each being uh, each helping their own individual, like ant colonies in their yard. What if it was like the ant stuff is kind of like a curiosity, like a bee story where it's like, 
every once in a while they go out and it's made like a symbol on their yard and they toss a little bit of fruit down for them or something. And then they go next door to help their, you know, neighbor, you know, they're having lunch with their neighbor on his patio or something. Um, and then eventually they both find out that they are each kind of assisting their own. And then one of them gets the order to not the order, but you know, like we need, we've been being raided by this neighboring colony and then the difficulty comes and it's like, well, I mean, they're ants, but they're my ants. And I, you know, they don't listen to me. <laughs> These are my ants. Uh, <laughs> uh, who, will you give me some, uh, some actors that you can see playing these two characters? Oh goodness. All right. we decided they're both female. Sure. Sure. Boy. Um, What's Lindsay Lohan been up to lately? Ooh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think any. Not much. But let's let's, her, let's give let's, her a chance. Let's, let's throw her a role there. Lindsay All right. Lohan. So Lindsay, Lo, Lindsay Lohan yep. and uh, versus who? Ooh. What about Hillary Duff? I don't think she's been Ooh. up to anything either. Okay. Yeah. Those are recognizable names. That's <laughs> true. Disney Channel original movie reunion. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's get these ladies back in the back in the spotlight. Um, yep. Okay, so we got ants. We got Lindsay Lohan. We have Hillary Duff, and yep. what they're living across the street from each other, which is why these ants can't do major battle because there's like a road, right, and yeah. cars keep uh, crossing. Yep. Uh, all right, so they're neighbors, and one day, uh, who's character one? That's Lindsay Lohan, right? She's the first one. Yeah. Okay, cool. So one day, Lindsay Lohan kind of goes out and sees an anthill and either drops food accidentally or just decides to leave food out there because she's a nice human and ants, whatever, they like to eat. And yeah. they start building designs for her, right? <laughs> which makes her leave more and more food, uh, which makes the ants start leaving notes such as, yo, what's up? And... Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> And that gets uh, a conversation going. And through conversation, they realize that the ants need to get the other anthill out of here, eradicated. Mm -hmm. And that starts the, the rom-com situation. Yeah. and So this is an I'm animated rom-com. Yeah. I love oh, yeah, it. they're doing vo they're voice acting. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. Let's but the see. characters have to be, like, based on them. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Dell, what are some scenes you see here? Like, what is it? Is this is this one single thing now? Now that we turn this into a cartoon, now that it's a, a rom com cartoon, uh, do you still see this as a singular story, or is this like a like a series? I'm still seeing it as a singular thing, um, unless we can. I don't know. We would. I think we would need more substance to well, like like really push it out. Yeah, I like the singular storyline because it seems like we have a, a somewhat of an ending. Um, yeah. Let's work. Let's work on the actual arc of this story, right? Yeah. So uh, we we tend to go through a three arc structure, which makes uh, storytelling easier, uh, plot devices a little bit easier as well. So if we were to do a three arc structure, what is the first arc? I'm seeing it as obviously we we meet the characters, Lohan has the revelation about the anthill and it matches up with her initial connection with Hillary Duff as the end of act one, where it's like, 
I've got this new scenario with the ants and I've got a new relationship forming. And right now I have to juggle both of them because they're not connected. So act one is probably primarily like awkward kind of like meet cutes between them in the neighborhood or in town um, put against alternating scenes of her interpreting what the ants are trying to get. Okay. Uh, B, do you happen to see or uh, would like to see any scenes in this beginning part where they're they're meeting each other, they're talking about ants? Is there anything that kind of strikes out or are we sticking to a pretty uh, basic storyline here without the ants involved? Um, hmm. What if one of them is like what what is it called when they're like an insect scientist? Ooh. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's like it's whatever. Yeah. That's uh whatever Grissom is on CSI. A um and, and, insectologist. And, entomologist. What it's called. I don't think so. Yeah. An entomologist. That's yeah. it. Sure. So is her one neighbor? isn't it? Is yeah, uh, Hillary Duff. Duff? Cool. Yep. And the other one has to have something like completely unrelated. She's a barista. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. So barista Lindsay Lowen is no. communicating with ants. She finally meets Hillary Duff, who is an entomologist, <laughs> and I guess that's why. Hillary Duff thinks that uh, the communication with the ants is going well because she studies yeah. them. And she's like, well, obviously I can talk to them. I study them. And Hillary Duff's like, well, I'm talking, or Lindsay Lohan's like, well, I'm talking to them and I just deal with coffee. So you're not that special, but we can get together and have some popcorn. Um, all right. So what do you say is the next arc, Dylan? So we have, we have the meet cute. <clears throat> we have the ants. Uh, we have, I guess the precipice of the conversation. By this part, we would know that the ants want the our ant hill destroyed, which is why they know each other. So, what's the second one? The second one is <clears throat> the humans teaming up against the ants, or is it covert ant destruction? Well, we've got we've got some options here. If Hillary Duff is an entomologist, then does Lindsay Lohan bring her in for help? Like, is she like, hey, you know, in you know, bugs. I know insects. You know insects. I have some weird insect stuff going on in my backyard, if you wouldn't mind. Or is it more like I'm not letting her see it because I think she'll think because I'm worried she'll think I'm weird? Hmm. B, do you think it makes a more interesting story if they reveal <laughs> the secrets or if they keep that under wraps? I think it could lead to more comedic situations if they're trying to hide it from each other. Okay. You know, I love it. All right, Dylan. Is, they are, is Hillary Duff yeah. already studying the communicative hill in her backyard? Oh yeah, and she's trying oh, to yeah. hide it from Lindsay Lohan. And mm -hmm. it's like a gift of the Magi thing, where it's like, you've got talking ants, I've got talking ants. There's so much in common. I mean, later, way later. Yeah, oh, later. Yes, yeah. towards the end. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah we got to figure this middle part out, which is the the comedic hijinks of uh, them trying to eradicate the other mm -hmm. anthill without knowing and then uh, and then thinking like obviously they're they're flirting because why else would Lindsay Lohan be in Hillary Duff's backyard if it wasn't to bring her flowers or whatever <laughs> <laughs> there's that I've got an idea of like 
the ants in Lohan's backyard getting more bold and trying to colonize the house. <laughs> not 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 like aggressively, but like you know, she finds them in like the kitchen. They're planting a tiny little flag in her like sugar bowl or something like that. Yeah, and she's like, nope, nope, you can't be in here. No, nah, like, I'm the first all that. To breach the universal barrier. I guess we got to figure out what the ending of this is going to be. And I'm assuming that one of the ants is bad and uh, the couple, like, they get together, right? What do we think? Do they get together or are the ants just crazy and, like, it's no big deal? And they're just like, all right, let's just stop talking to these ants. It's that easy. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how dark we want the ending to be, but they yeah. could just wind up calling an exterminator. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Well, if the it depends on how far we want to take that, like power structure, right? Like, yeah, true. I mean, if they are leaving notes, then they will probably leave notes closer to the house, and then mm -hmm. maybe in the house, and it's like kind of consuming their life for a little bit, and then they're like, "I don't, I don't want this. I just want a regular uh, life with without all these Mm -hmm. ants." <laughs> I I do like the idea that towards the end they because ants send out queens to establish new hives once they get large enough. So I like the idea that the movie ends with that happening. So at least you can see like okay, at least these intelligent hives are going to, to propagate a little bit, and then maybe we could have a dark like a dark like stinger where it's like, well, what happens when all these intelligent ant hives communicate with each other? But that's you know for later on. Um, that's yeah, that, that's, that, that's just that's just a post credit like a little stinger. Yeah, somehow you know, like a little ant stinger. Um, so, the last do you think that I'm talking to maybe a child? Oh, and the ants. <laughs> it's like we got to get those two ladies out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so B, do you think that Lindsay Lohan and Hillary Duff should be together at the end of this? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. You want a happy ending. Otherwise, it's ha just summer. <laughs> All right, Dylan. Happy ending. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So not, not our normal dark, twisted stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I do like the idea that eventually the humans are just like, I'm washing my hands of this. Like, I'm not going to respond to this. Please don't contact me. And then we see them contact, like, another human on the sidewalk where they get another proxy or something. just some other person. Cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so what what is what what's the final arc here that gets up into the eradication of the ants? Hmm. I mean, my so, my my mind is gravitating towards the ants overstepping their the boundaries somehow. Like they yeah. start trying to I don't know, they start showing up at her work or something. Like you can't have ants in a coffee shop. Like that is oh yeah no that is a, that is enough to get her to probably be like all right this has been going on this is getting too far if it's threatening my livelihood oh, okay and then what do the ants eventually work together and like look why don't we just get these humans out of here and then do our thing on our own and that's when both well they like form a temporary alliance that's what yeah. I pitched earlier <laughs> no you didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> no, that's what B said right now, and it's a great idea. Okay, okay so. <laughs> Listen, maybe you okay. did pitch that earlier, and then it's, I just decided it was not Yeah, idea. you stole it. That's what that's I what did. creatives do. What we no, do. <laughs> it, she was inspired by something, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so we have the first the first third of this is uh, uh, the the understanding that ants can talk to humans, that humans can understand them, that Lindsay Lohan uh, is somehow being persuaded by ants to go do something crazy, and Hilary Duff is also. That's when we get to the meat cute. So we got to fill in this first third here. Now the second third is, I guess. A little bit of like the spy versus spy stuff, a little bit of whatever. And then that's when we lead up into the ants actually encroaching on everyone's real lives, having like bringing dirt inside, little hills inside and going to their work and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then we get down to the end where uh, Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff are together. They're a cute couple and they have decided to work together to eradicate all the <laughs> all the ants. And then obviously Dylan Stinger is... Um, a queen ant talking to a child uh, about setting both their houses on fire or something. <laughs> yes. Who, who knows? Who knows? Uh, okay, but Dylan. They just, like, they just like bring him like a pack of matches. A pack of matches yeah. and a, a gallon of a canister of gasoline just down the sidewalk. Yeah. And the kid's <laughs> like, what do you, yeah. And the kid's like, what do you mean to do with these? And then the camera focuses on like Hillary Duff and Lindsay Lohan just as a couple holding hands. And it's like, Oh, okay. I guess I'll go burn them. Um, all right, Dylan, we do gotta we do gotta fill in this middle part here. Yeah. Um, so we wanna stick with the idea that Hillary Duff also has her own anthill she's working with. Well, I mean the ants need a reason to fight <clears throat> something. So what if what if Lindsay Lohan is like a relatively new like she's new to communicating with us, but Hillary Duff's characters are like Listen, I've been gar- I've been watching over this hive for generations, and I've gotten them to the point where they mostly view me as an absentee god. So, you know, I placate them a little bit. They don't ask me for a whole lot. If they're asking you to destroy this hive, that means that we've gone far beyond the bounds of my original experiment. And then that's her kind of being like, I'm not saying we need to cut it off, but you got to take a step back from being friends with these things. And she's like, I don't want to do that. You know, they're cool. They give, they bring her, maybe they bring her stuff like mag guys do. And then they start showing up at her work and she's like, oh, she was right. Don't, don't give an ant a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> don't give, don't give an ant a cookie. Cause it's going to ask for some milk. Uh, for okay. Extermination of their enemies. Yeah. So what, what do you want to see happen with what we got going on now? So I like the idea. I like your idea where um, she finds her in her backyard and it's like, what are you doing back here? And she's like, bringing you flowers. And, you know, she doesn't have much. Um, And various attempts like early on to kind of like get that worked out. And then I don't think we waste time getting to the reveal from Hillary Duff's character. I think at a certain point we just kind of cut that cord and they're like, all right. They're talking so to that, you. Now, <laughs> would you say that's that's roughly around the second, like the second third of this, like that that second big arc right here? Yeah, that's in the middle somewhere. So the the learning uh, of the two, the collaboration of the two, uh, what does that lead to? Um, I'm seeing a scene where she has Hillary Duff over, and she's like down over the hill with a magnifying glass, and she goes, "Wow." they started spelling things out immediately for and she goes yeah they started off with like full words and sentences and she goes interesting they started just making like symbols for me and it took months for them to start spelling words out and they like spell out like interloper or something like you know intruder or something like that um 
I figure what ants ants are by nature militant. Like they have defined roles and they go to war and they go for the high. So I say we characterize these ants as like they type in all caps. They <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like they're they're very yeah. they're very insistent. They're like for the hive. Go wipe these out this enemy hive. These are very aggressive font. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like papyrus. Um, <laughs> wing wingdings. Yeah. It's like, what is this? There's a bunch of yin yangs on here. Uh, okay, so um, all right. So the ants are against each other, right? Is that that's what yes. we're saying? Yes, and they're trying to set these people against each other too. Okay. And uh so we have the part where they get together. We have the reason that they fight the ants back. Um, and then what, what do they do together? Did they get an exterminator or do they try to work out the problems first? I think they try to talk it through. <laughs> Excuse me. With the I ants? Like... To, I think they, yeah, I think they try to talk it through with the ants. And the ants are just like, nope, they smell wrong. Yeah, cool. So what, what is the big... The, the the big ending, the big reveal. I mean, if the ant, if they just start, if they show up at the coffee shop and they start chasing her, or like chasing her, you know, like she comes home and they've infiltrated the house. Yeah. I, I think the next step in my mind would be exterminator. That's, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, so think of a more clever way to get them kind of placated well i mean ant farm wouldn't they want to wouldn't um wouldn't the uh insect scientists want to study them yeah yeah so i i have like maybe a scene where if all right so they're not going to get two exterminators at the same time to go to two different places which means that the the one is going to get wiped out first right so then that means that the other ants they think that they've won and they're like hey Thanks, uh, uh, thanks, Hillary Duff, for uh, doing that for us. And she's like, look, you guys are next or whatever. And yeah, that's when they go to, well, we don't want to die, too. And then they're like, well, you got to go into an ant farm. <laughs> and it's like an, an ant farm linked with the other ant farm with like the queen from the first hive or something. What if um, they capture the ant queen and put her in a like an ant farm and then it's just you know you do that shot where it's it shows the ant queen really close up and it zooms out and they're on like a plane of glass wall in like someone's in like hillary duff's house or something they're just yeah. screaming it's like right beating their, beating their <laughs> tiny little ant fists against the glass yeah all all four of them or they're, um, you know, they're scheming. They're scheming because they never give up. And then it goes outside, and it's the remnants of the other hive. And then that's that's the one that shows the kid like the gas can. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> all right, do you want do you want to run through this real fast, like just from beginning to end, to see what sure. we need to fill, fill some stuff in? This is a strange one. So here we go, this everybody. Weird, this is a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> right, buckle in. So Ant God, um, we meet. We meet our first character, uh, played by Lindsay Lohan. This is an animated short feature, half hour, 45 minute thing. Um, she is hanging out in her backyard 
it's nice. She drops some food and the ants go for it. And they looks like they form some sort of pattern. She kind of shrugs. She goes to her job as a barista where she has a meet cute with her neighbor across the street, played by Hilary Duff, uh, who's an entomologist. Goes home. The ants have formed like an, a word in English where it's like asking for more food or something like that. And so she's like, that's weird. Gives it to them. Um, most of the first act is her kind of testing the ant capabilities and like what they ask for and kind of doing little errands for them. Like, you know, here's a sugar packet. Um, yeah, I'll move that closer to you so you don't have to move so far. And then they ask, there's a target across the street or whatever ant term is for across the street. You need to eliminate them. And she's like, well, I don't want to, but that's the house of my crush. So I'm going to use an excuse to get closer to them. Uh, act two is mostly them getting closer, her delaying the ant extermination. Um, imagine the hill is probably like forming out words like when, and she goes, it's just soon. Don't worry about it. I got to, I got to know the lay of the land. Right. Um, so she like sneaks into her backyard to like, see what the extent of this is uh, a little spy versus spy stuff. And I imagine one of these times she probably stumbles onto Hillary Duff communicating with her own ants and they're, they have the realization that they're, both in similar situations. So Lindsay Lohan calls it off uh, and things look like they're going to calm down between her and Hillary Duff. And then the ants get upset. Um, they start trying to get her like allegiance back and then start showing up at her work and then starts taking over her house. So she calls an exterminator on them. And um I th- does this spook the other anthill into kind of rebelling themselves? They're like, look at how easily they're willing to turn on us despite what we've given them. Hmm. Or because we got to, we got a- to that point where one of them calls an exterminator, but the other one still rebels. Or is it just enough for the exterminator to come and then Hillary Duff to be like, I shouldn't have messed with this. I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm just going to do a more limited study. Yeah, I mean, we got we got to get to a point where we only have one of them left over in like the ant farm. Um, mm-hmm. I I I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Miss B? I like the second idea. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Yeah. So. So we're going we're going to get to the part where there is the exterminator there, and that makes. The, the 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 original I guess the Lindsay Lohan like that that colony gets exterminated which makes Hillary Duff's colony being like see we won we're great yeah. and then the exterminator is like coming over or something and the ants are like wait 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 what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing and they're like pleading or something <laughs> is that is that what you see and then she, but she obviously doesn't want to she doesn't want to kill them because. She yeah, an, an entomologist. So she's like, "Look, either you got to go away, or you can come into this little jar, and I'll uh, <laughs> study you forever." Live in my little glass house. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you think, Dylan? How does this end? I kind of like the idea where the exterminator pulls up to Hillary Duff's house, and the ants are like freaking out. They're doing a lot of rapid fire shifting, and she goes. You can either, I can either take your queen and you can get join this ant farm, but you can't live in my yard anymore. So it's up to you. And then, you know, they kind of scatter for a little bit and then they form and then like they go underground and they come up and they do the little like 
they leave us a hole, and in the middle is the queen. So she picks up the queen and puts it in like a jar, and then we get a time transition, and they are all in like a like a wall sized ant farm. Except yeah. for some of them. Some of them rebel or something like that. You know, one of her new queens takes off. And that's the stinger with the kid. This, this is this is one of the weirdest things that we this is one of the this weirdest a, ones we made. This is a weird one. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, this is crazy. Uh Miss B, how, how do you how do you feel about this story of Ant God? And are you upset that you chose this one instead of shopping mall hunger games? It's perfect. I love it. And uh I, I think I think someone should uh make this into a film. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> out of out of all forty shows that we've done so far, this is the one that needs to get made first uh and as soon as possible because why oh, wouldn't you want to see out there? An yeah, animated I just want to see Lindsay Lohan and Hillary Doff talk to ants for <laughs> however like a half hour or whatever. Yeah. And also just like flipping their hair because they're still trying to flirt with each other. Oh, yeah. that sounds great. Bringing um, each other coffee. <laughs> such a weird thing. Ants. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Miss B, uh, thank you so much for, for being here and for helping us make this weird creation. Uh, it was honestly, it's been our pleasure. Uh, you know, we, we tried to have you on before, but life happened. So I'm glad that it happened today yeah. and I'm glad you yeah. got to, you got to pick one of these two things. So, uh, before you, uh, say goodbye to us, will you please tell people one last time where they can find your stuff and anything that you would like people to know about you? Sure. Sure. Uh, you can find my podcast deep lore pretty much everywhere. Spotify, Pandora. We're going to set up a YouTube channel once again. Um, you can find Is This Podcast a JoJo Reference on Spotify. Um, you can also follow us at um, deep underscore lore um, on Twitter. And you can also follow me at my personal Twitter at Queen Bethy B. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep an eye out for my movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously we're going to have you as a starring role as one of these ants in this uh, animated thing. That way, you know, we get to all meet Lindsay Lohan ourselves. Let me be, um, let me be one of the evil queen bees. Or no, oh, queen yeah. bees. No, queen, uh, queen ants. <laughs> we have to call our allies the bees. Oh, yeah. The bees are above all this. Yeah, there's like one cameo from a queen bee and be like, oh, yeah. oh. well, she's cool. Um Okay, Dylan, is there anything you want to say to no. Miss B before she gets out of here? She's very important. Uh, we, got stuff to do. All right. No, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, good luck in all your creative endeavors. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, let us know when his, yeah, let us know when this movie's coming out so we can promote yeah. it, promote it, promote it. Uh, sure. but until we talk to you again, thank you so much for being here, Miss B. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And mm -hmm. uh we'll talk to you very soon. Yeah, we'll see you around. All right. Bye. Okay. Uh all so right. Dylan. Yes. Another Zach. weird one. This another weird one. One of the weirder. This we is one of the weird weird ones, ones. But this this is it's it's fun when we get a chance to really kind of throw kind of propriety out the window on this where it's like, what are we doing? We're doing one where ants talk to people. What do they talk about? They want them to kill other ants. It's like, well. All right. Cool. Here yeah. we are. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. A, it is fun to kind of step outside of the norm. It's like this has to make sense somehow. We mm -hmm. have to make this, you know, realistic. But when you're getting down to like ants communicating with humans, like what are you going to? No do? explanation for it. Yeah, don't no. need one. Yeah, 
no, there's no power plant. There's no which. It just it just is. Uh, ants are probably smart. Who knows? Um, but yeah, folks, you just sat through another episode of us making something weird, which hopefully gets made uh, <laughs> either Ant God or Beetle, Beetle Deity. I guess I don't like Beetle Deity anymore. Ant God sounds cooler, but what do you think? I like Ant God because this doesn't have anything to do with Beetles. Yeah, I know, but we just used like God Pill last time and got to think. Oh, of we did. We'll Whatever. Think of we'll, fi we'll figure it out. Anyway, yeah. thank you everybody for watching. We appreciate it. The people we appreciate a lot. Uh, IBM TV, thank you for having us on here and thank you for us just being able to talk about something stupid like ants and uh, what they think is important, which isn't really anything except for love, honestly, when you get <laughs> down to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, special thanks also to Scott Curtis of Behind the Bits, Sarah Takachik, Tanya Sheck, uh, Scene Snobs. If you're into some weird uh, nerdy stuff, head on over to Scene Snobs and check that out. Uh, if you like podcasts but you don't want to listen to them, you'd rather just watch the words or read the words, I guess. You, you watch words? I guess if words are uh, moving, you watch them. I mean, you can. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but, but if you want to read them or save them or copy and paste them to something, you can go to Listener app and see all that cool stuff. We're on there. A lot of our shows are on there. Uh, you can find them at Instagram at the Greatest Podcast app. Other places you can find us. Number one, our website, somenobodies.com. It's all the weird stuff that we got going on. Uh, we, there's just a bunch of stuff on there. Patreon.com backslash somenobodies. That helps us out, create some weird stuff. Like Dylan mentioned earlier, uh, we have a movie that we're making. Uh, we have a great crew doing this for us. We got about one scene left to film. But if you want to help out with that, we also have a GoFundMe that's going on. Um, we got, yeah, I'm we're trying to figure out a way to make uh, Blu rays out of this, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, hmm. which I'm excited about. We also got to get some posters or something. Uh, if you want to listen to our voices, you can listen to us on some shows like Real Boys, which comes out on Mondays, where it's uh, me and Dylan and six other comedian podcasters. We all kind of through our list of top five movies, and for the most part, we hate each other's movie lists. So it's going to be us reviewing that. Uh, the first one coming out is, uh, is, a, is a Quiet Place, which is yeah. a fine. It's a fine movie. It is... Uh, it is a perfectly functional monster movie to its detriment. That's what I'm going to say and right it, now. You can you can hear my full opinion on the episode. That's true. Yeah. And by the time this comes out, you can just go listen to it. It's everywhere. Uh, the Real Boys. You can always find the live version of this show on Twitch. Uh, we do that where people can just throw ideas at us. We don't have a guest on. We just uh, talk to you guys. And whatever you yeah. want, we throw it into the thing. You just throw your uh, stupid ideas into the chat. And then we throw those stupid ideas into our stupid ideas. And then we put that onto the stupid white wall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? <laughs> what else we got going on? Uh, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. Everything's it's picking up again. We, yeah. had a, we had kind of a, we had kind of a hibernation winter and March Our the first half of March was a, an empty part for any sort of creative projects. That's just how life goes. We're back on yeah. it. And, yeah. Back uh, so, on it. Yeah. Doing some cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, but until next time, folks, uh, I, I appreciate you just listening. And yeah. Dylan knows I need attention. So please just give me all of your attention. Dylan gives me uh, some of his attention. I would like more of it. Uh, but yeah. until next time, I've been Zach. He's been Dylan. And you have been great. Uh, some nobodies. Whatever. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye. Hey, take it easy out there. Bye, everyone. Thank you.